Good morning, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Minute. It is Wednesday, May 18th, and you are joining me a little early in the morning, at least I hope, depending on when you downloaded this. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com, and I wanted to share with you some of my favorite things from around the internet and the content creation area over the last day. Uh, If you've missed any of our recent podcasts, I did one of these Moneyball Minutes yesterday morning referencing a number of stories. I also did a fun podcast with NBC News' Ben Collins where we sort of talk about the Mavs Warriors series as it's coming up. Ben is a longtime, arguably lifelong Dallas Mavericks fan, and I thought it was a pretty good conversation. So to jump right into it, because there are a lot of things to talk about, I want to point out to you two quick Mavs Moneyball articles that I really liked. First, Jordan Burdess wrote a piece called The Mavericks and Warriors are an unexpected pair in the Western Conference Finals. Now, he's largely referencing the Dallas Mavericks, but this is just the sort of piece that I really think that you'll get a kick out of after the last several years of Dallas Mavericks content where the Mavericks, you know, we've not made significant strides in the playoffs since the 2011 series. The Mavericks have made the playoffs a couple of times, but you know, this is getting to the second round was my sort of stated goal at the start of the year. And now they're all the way at the conference finals. So it's pretty incredible. The next piece that I want to reference is uh, a piece by Lucas Q who wrote uh, a piece praising Spencer Dinwiddie. He, it's called, It's Time to Give Spencer Dinwiddie His Flowers. And Dinwiddie was quite reasonably, in my opinion, sort of the player who we really weren't kind to uh, in the first round or the second round because, frankly, he was not very good outside of Game 6 in Utah, Game 6 in Phoenix, and Game 7 in Phoenix. Uh, and, and that's, you know, it's it's worth acknowledging that. But Spencer was also a key reason why the Mavericks won both of those games. And so I like this piece and sort of what it's thinking about and, and what, Luke, what Luke was going for. Then uh, the next piece that I really, this might be my favorite thing out of everything we posted today. And I was not made aware of it until late Tuesday night, but it was actually a Tuesday Looking at this, it's like a Tuesday, like around lunchtime post, and it's from 538.com called, We've Made a Slight Correction to Our NBA Model. Sorry, Luca, that's the actual headline. So they attempt to, you know, 538 uses a lot of data models. Some of this stuff, frankly, goes right over my head. It's okay. I don't need to understand everything. But they have these models, and one of them is called the Raptor Projection Models. And they incorporate playoff performance based off of a player's career Raptor ratings in the playoffs versus the regular season with more emphasis on recent seasons. Fine, fine, fine. They believe that they found – well, they, they, it's not that they believe. They found a, an error in how they, they implement um, the the playoff Raptor like plus minus rating and that sort of thing, and they made an adjustment which sort of I mean it, it flat out downgrades Luka Doncic, and they're trying to explain why in the post. And I'm just going to read this to you quote before fixing the bug in our playoff adjustment, Doncic was appearing as a nearly plus thirteen 
points per 100 possession player relative to league average. If that was indeed his true talent, he would be on par with Michael Jordan or LeBron James at their peaks, and he has played even better so far in the playoffs. But a player's Raptor playoff adjustment should evolve very slowly over time since we operate under the strong belief that most players play roughly the same in the playoffs as they do in the regular season with few exceptions. With only 857 career playoff minutes under his belt, Doncic hasn't quite played at this level in the postseason long enough to justify a LeBron-like adjustment, much less a playoff adjustment several times larger than any player in NBA history. Look, if you have to like, if you get into your data and you find a guy breaking it, don't necessarily adjust your formula. Look at what he's breaking. I know that's what they're trying to do here, but to me it undercuts the validity of Raptor ratings. I, I just, I've not necessarily taken them seriously ever, but I like to because I, I enjoy catch-all metrics. This is really something that frustrates me. It's not a, it's, it's pretty embarrassing because here's what I think is going to happen just to give you a little bit of a preview. I think the Mavericks are going to beat the Warriors. And I think they're going to beat the crap out of the Warriors. And how are the Raptor ratings going to adjust to that? Is that something you can capture? Anyhow, to pivot to a few more things, uh, Dan Devine on the ringer.com wrote the five most interesting players in the NBA Conference Finals. His number one person is Luka Doncic. And he asks the basic question, can the Slovenian wonder kid be the best player in a series that also features Steph Curry? And he really breaks down some elements of the series and what Luka Doncic is going to be facing. It's worth your time to read. Again, all the stuff is in your show notes, uh, and it's really, really worth your time. Um, then Zach Cram, also of The Ringer, has, they have their NBA odds machine, and you know it, it's a question of whether you know the Mavericks will advance to the next round. And the Mavericks come out pretty good in their prediction models with the Mavericks making the finals 53% of the time, which is really something there. It also has their prediction model as, as winning the title just 19% of the time because their prediction model favors the Eastern conference teams, which I find a little bit annoying, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and it, you know, I'm, I'm going to share it. It's worth taking a look at. It's fun. Uh, now for something sort of completely different with the NBA lottery odds, uh, you know, the, that, that happened earlier on Tuesday night, uh, the Orlando magic won. but, uh, my friend, um, Sam, uh, over at, uh, excuse me, <laughs> my friend, Sam Vicini over at the athletic, I almost said Sam is Fendiari. He's someone who I did a podcast with, uh, that'll be on your feet a little later today. Sam uh, Vicini did his first mock mock draft, and at 26, which is where the Mavericks are going to pick regardless, the lottery had nothing to do with that. He has Mar- Marjan Beauchamp, uh, a 6'6 wing out of the G League Ignite, as being the Mavericks pick at 26. He's a 6'6 wing with a 6'11 wingspan. Um, he's a, you know, Sam has him listed as a guard with a lot of switchability. 
a little early to be talking about this sort of stuff with the the fact that the Mavericks are still in the conference finals, but I like the post anyways because I love draft content. This is going to be the last time the Mavericks have, uh, you know, they owe the, the Knicks their pick next year unless they somehow collapse and are a, a top 10. I want to say that the pick is top 10 protected, so that's something we consider. All right, three more Dallas Morning News stories that I wanted to talk about. I really got a kick out of their, uh, they have a Mavs bandwagon fan guide, what to know before the conference finals. I love this sort of stuff because, you know, when you're listening to me, you're probably a hardcore fan. But if you have the ability to read this, like, check it out. It's fun. It's good stuff. Um, then they do a quick news sort of, like, aggregation of the fact that Rick Carlisle called in to 105.3 The Fan. And Carlisle had some nice things to say. He said, this eerily reminds me of the 2011 run. It started off not with not really much expected. A lot of people thought we were going to lose in the first round series to the Trailblazers. A lot of people predicted Utah would beat Dallas with Luka being out two to three games. When you beat the best team in the league as decisively as they did on Sunday, you're playing a high level of basketball. Anyways, it's it's a nice sort of aggregation post. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed what um, what the what Dallas Morning News did here. Then the final piece, and this is you know it's just funny. It's another aggregation post from Dallas Morning News. TNT's Reggie Miller says Jason Kidd thanked him for calling out Luka Doncic's weight. Um, uh, <laughs> He didn't say thank you, per se, Miller said uh, Tuesday of Doncic. He gave me a dap and shook his hand and said, I understood. Jason Kidd said thank you because it's almost, and you know this very well as a parent, you can say everything you want to as your kids, to your kids, and it, in, it goes in one ear and out the other. When they hear it from someone else, there and it's the same message they're like oh okay i get it so he understood and he knew and jason kidd had been kind of verbalizing to him you've got the kingdom at your feet young man but you've got to go get in better shape and you've got to stay off the officials and Doncic took both uh of those advice coming from kevin harlan and myself and obviously from jason kidd and this is where we are now I don't know. The, the piece gets into this a little bit more, but I think Reggie Miller is um, taking a little bit too much credit for this. Luka Doncic decided to get in shape because Luka Doncic was somewhat tired of being out of shape. Um, okay, guys, we're almost at the 10-minute mark for, well, we are at the 10-minute mark for uh, Moneyball Minute. There's a number of podcast feeds, which I'm going to try to link to in the show notes. There are some good posts that I just got to kick out of today if you're still interested in listening to Mavs. Uh, Suns talk along with Mavs Warriors talk. I am having a podcast go live probably around lunch that I did. It was a crossover podcast with the Light Years uh, podcast with Samus Fendiari and Andy Liu. I was technically their guest, but they sent me the audio file. I, I did a lot of talking about the Mavs. I'm just feeling very bullish about this series. My current prediction is Mavs in seven. Okay, team, this has been Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. We have a lot of stuff coming to MavsMoneyBall.com. I really, really recommend you pop over to our site and get it. And if you've listened this long to the podcast, I want to know one more thing. Uh, if you pop over to, to Homage.com, I'm going to post a link in the notes here. Um, 
If you use the the, the code NBA20, you'll get 20% off any product that they have. They have a lot of fun NBA products. I got a, I, I, I own probably like five or six different shirts that they have, and I just can't recommend them enough. They're fun stuff. They might not be your cup of tea, but who knows? Okay, guys, look for the podcast a little later today. This has been Kirk Henderson. Thank you so much for your time, and everybody have a great Wednesday.